0: You're listening to Flourish Weekly with Pastor Jen. We know you'll be encouraged by today's talk. Hey y'all, welcome back to Flourish Weekly. I am so thankful that you are back this week. Um, Thank you for engaging throughout the week on my Instagram as we did that Hey Friends series and we uh, commented and tagged our friends and just showed them how much we loved them and Uh, That was a really fun week and a fun um, time engaging with you guys and hearing from you from last week's episode on friendship. Um, I'm so excited about this week's episode. We're going to be talking about something that is extremely important to me, something that um, I have really personally had to learn um, over the last couple of decades, and um, hopefully I feel like I've, I've learned it, I'm practicing it. Um, but I still struggle with it and I'm still doing my best to put it into practice. So this week I'm excited about our topic, but before we get started, let me just say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, I just love you and I honor you. I give you this time. I pray, God, that you would strengthen us, encourage us, help us to hear your heart on this subject, help us to know what you expect from us and what you approve of and that you love us and that you have good plans for us and that you want our best. God, that you want to give us good gifts and that you want to give us good things and you want us to experience the best of this life. I pray, God, that you would strengthen me, give me the right words, anoint my words, and just fill our hearts, our homes, our cars with your presence and just surround us, God, with your love and with your strength today. We love you and we thank you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, I am so so ready to talk to you this morning about rest and self-care. This is something that's really important to me. It's something that I think about daily, weekly, monthly, annually. Um, It's really important to me because I haven't always been the best at it and because of that I've suffered from not resting, um, striving, doing things in my own strength, um, setting a goal and forcing it or making it happen instead of taking that moment to sit back and wait on God and his timing. Um, And I feel like I still to this day struggle a little bit with, with rest. I still struggle with the guilt that comes with, you know, resting and not just full speed ahead all the time. Um, But it really, in my life, it came to a head and I didn't have a choice but to rest. Um, And, and I, I hope and pray that through that experience, I learned some valuable lessons some difficult lessons that now I can put into practice and I can I can really uh, benefit from so um, let's start by talking about the guilt I think I think the first thing that we need to address in talking about self-care and rest is overcoming the guilt um, just this past week um, I was recovering from being sick I was feeling better I um, and so I went, this is just a, an example. I went back to the gym. Um, I told my workout partner, you know, I'll be there. I'll meet you there. And I did, and I was happy to do so. I felt good. I felt, I felt great. But after a couple days of that, I started to feel that virus that I had fought with the, the previous week. I started to feel my body starting to struggle again with energy level uh, with a little bit of fever, you know, just everybody has been there where you're sick and then you, you're well, and then you get up and you go back to life and it kind of hits you in the face again and you feel like you backtrack. Um, and so I texted my workout partner and I was like, man, I am so sorry. I just really think I need to rest. I, I think, I think in order for me to recover, I need to keep resting. And you would not believe the amount of guilt that I've struggled with for those two days of not going to the gym with my workout partner. <clears throat> now, I was struggling with the guilt a little bit personally about, you know, just personally not being able to get back in the gym, but really that wasn't, that wasn't really the issue. It was more about not being there for her. Um, and I think as I was thinking about that, I thought, man, this is such a a truth and such an example of how we are in our lives. Um, so often we push through and make ourselves sick, and I don't just mean physically, but we push through to the point that we are struggling emotionally, um, physically. We're struggling with um, with with our our moods or our, or our peace or our calm. And it's so often it's because we're pushing through because of what others need from us and we're concerned about others. And I think it comes from such a, a good place and a pure heart that is saying, I, I, I felt bad that I wasn't showing up for her. I felt bad that I wasn't showing up and being that faithful, loyal, dependable person for her because that's what I wanna be. And I believe that's what you wanna be. You wanna be that dependable person who's always, who always shows up. You don't want to be the person who um, can't be relied on or the person who is always letting everyone else do all the work or taking advantage of people. Um, And because of that, you push through and you, you do what you're supposed to do. You show up, you're faithful, you're hardworking, you endure. But a lot of times we take it a little bit further than what is even expected of us and we do more than what God is expecting of us because of what we think people are expecting of us. And so my guilt for you know those couple of days of not going to the gym is just so parallel, I think, so often to the bigger picture of how we deal with work and people's expectations, um, and not just people's expectations, but also caring for the people around us. And <clears throat> I was thinking about it, and I just realized, you know what, everyone else's well-being is my concern, and i'm using this as an example my sweet workout partner is probably listening and she is the most dependable um faithful workout partner i have ever had um and so but what i was thinking about this is that everyone else's well-being might be my concern but it's not my responsibility now that applies to everything except for moms who are raising small children obviously their well-being is your responsibility. You need to make sure that they eat, that they sleep, that they, you know, don't hurt themselves. But if we just remove that mother-child relationship from all of the examples that I'm going to go through for the rest of this podcast, um and we just talk about relationships and friendships and spousal relationships and relationships in the workplace, um everyone else's Well-being is your concern as a good Christian believer, person, human. It is your concern, but it is not your responsibility. So let's use the gym example. Um, Her well-being, her showing up at the gym and getting her workout in is my concern, but at the end of the day, it's not my responsibility. Um, She can go without me. She can work out at home. She can rest too and show up next week when I show up. But I don't have to feel like her well being is all my responsibility because she's an adult and it's her responsibility. Um, so I just, that was such a simple reality to me that it kind of alleviated my guilt to realize look, I, I'm, I'm, my body needs to rest and recover. So that next week I can get back in the gym and the week after that and the week after that so that I can be there for her and we can do this together because we do depend on one another. And in life, we depend on other people. I honestly would not be as faithful to exercise and wellness if I didn't have a partner. And if I didn't have a dependable partner, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be as faithful as I am. I need that accountability. I lean on her and she leans on me. And that's how it is in life. We do need each other. We do lean on one another. We do meet other people's needs. In fact, I mean, you guys know one of my soapboxes is being generous and working hard and serving others and laying down our lives for others and not being so self-focused that we go into a room and just protect ourselves and our feelings and our schedules and we ignore the needs of those around us. That is that is really one of the cores of how Jesus Jesus taught us to live is to lay down our lives for others. That is that is the core. That is one of the central cores of Christianity is laying down your life for others um, and serving one another and being there for one another when it's uncomfortable. But we also need to stop and say, okay, is God requiring this of me or am I just doing this, number one, out of guilt? And number two, am I doing this to um, make sure that I'm seen a certain way? Am I doing this for my own reputation? Am I doing this to build my own name? Am I doing this to make sure that I achieve a certain goal or certain goals? Achievement is not a bad thing. Reaching goals is not a bad thing. In fact, all of that is good and necessary and wise. But if we do it at the cost of our own health and our own well-being, then we're not gonna be able to do it in long, for, for long-term. And honestly, we want to be able to walk out this life of self-sacrifice and serving and loving and working and achieving and all of those things. We want to be able to do that in the long term for the next 40, 50 years. And if we do it at a pace that we can't keep up with, if we do it at a pace where we're emptying ourselves so much to the point that we have nothing left to give, and we're not then caring for ourselves, caring for our physical bodies, caring for our mental health, caring for our spirit and our soul, caring for those parts of us that that God cares about and that God wants us to address, then we're, we're going to burn out. And burnout is a very scary, dangerous place to be. I've been there and I don't ever want to be there again. And so we have to mix the, the love of others with wisdom. We have to mix self-sacrifice and hard work with the wisdom of God and with the rest of God. And so it's a spiritual walk. Um, I mean, we have to understand that God is calling us to a place of rest. Rest is God approved. Um, And I want to say that one more time. Rest is God approved. I mean, verse after verse after verse, and not just verses, but the entire Bible from the beginning, from the first page to the last page, is a a story and an example of rhythms of hard work and rest. I mean, it starts right off from the beginning in Genesis chapter 2 of, of God created in the heavens and the earth. And then it says when he had completed his work, he rested from his work. So rest is God approved. Um, in Exodus, I mean, the basic Ten Commandments tells us, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. But then I also love that later in the Old Testament, it says that the Sabbath isn't created for, man wasn't created for the Sabbath, the Sabbath was created for man. And so rest is a spiritual walk that we have to arrive at where, you know, we say, God, I recognize that you approve of rest and you don't just approve of rest, but you are calling me to rest. Um, Matthew chapter 11 says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your souls. So God hasn't just approved of rest, but he is calling us to a place of rest. Um, Psalms 37 says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently on him. And this this pace of full speed ahead from the moment you wake up to the moment you lay your head down all week long, all month long, all year long, we we don't take the time to slow down and wait, wait on the Lord, wait on others wait on timing wait on <clears throat> wisdom wait on 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 the voice of god and, and his direction and his leading um i love the example of jesus with his disciples in mark chapter 6 where they had worked so hard they had been surrounded by crowds of people and listen i don't care if you're an introvert or you're an extrovert psychologists have even proven this. This is not just a biblical thing, but it's been proven with science that every person, no matter what personality you have, needs alone time. You need to draw away from the crowds and you need to find that place of rest and solitude. So I love that example of Jesus with his example with his disciples where they were working so hard. They were surrounded with crowds of people constantly, regularly. And then Jesus came to them and he said these words. He said, come away with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away to a solitary place. And so rest is God approved. It's Jesus approved. And then Jesus is right there giving his disciples a commandment. And he is giving that same commandment to us, to us, come away with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away to a solitary place. You know, our nervous system, our our bodies, our pituitary glands, our, um, our, the parts of our body that were our adrenal glands, all of these parts of our body need rest and solitude and quiet and alone time to recharge and reset. To like, it's like plugging into a wall And then getting the charge that you need so then you can unplug and and go back to work and go back to being around the people and and all the things. So do you you believe it that rest is God approved? Do you believe it that, that God is calling us to rest, that he's commanding us to rest? Is that removing some of the guilt of, no, I just have to work all the time. And honestly, let's just talk about that for a second. If you have to work all the time, What are you striving for? What are you trying to prove? Who are you trying to prove it to? If you feel like you have to to work yourself to the ground every single day of your life, if you feel like you have to show up and then show up some more, number one, are you depending on God to carry the burden and carry the load? That's the next thing I really wanna drive home is, who's carrying the weight? Are you carrying the weight of your life, of your success, of your mark in this world, of your your impact? Are you carrying the weight or is God carrying the weight? Because I'll be honest with you, Jesus commands us over and over again, "Cast your cares on me, because I care for you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Take my yoke upon me, upon you, and learn of me." Um Jesus said in John chapter 16, I've told you these things that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So if you're striving and working yourself to the ground, what are you trying to prove? Where is that stemming from? Is it stemming from childhood rejection? Is it stemming from approval addiction? Or is it stemming from a fear of man where you just need to prove something to someone or to some people? Is it stemming from a place that you so desperately need the approval of man that you have neglected that place of rest and calm? Not only with God, not only taking the time to be quiet and alone with Him, but what about pulling away with those that you love? What about pulling away with your spouse? And just sitting quietly with them away from everything, just to know their heart and hear them and reconnect with them intimately. What about pulling away and just sitting quietly with your child in the backyard away from all the noise? Listen, self-care is not, is not just, I'm going to get into this in a minute, but self-care is not just doing something good for yourself once in a while. Self-care is a lifestyle. Self-care is a rhythm of of routines and, and work and then rest. Work and then rest. It's like the ebb and flow of the ocean. It's like the waves of the ocean. You work, you work hard, you give of yourself, and then you rest. You get out there and you make a difference and you use your gifts and your talents as God's created you to do, and then you pull back and you go back to a place of recharging and resting. If we don't have these rhythms in our lives as a lifestyle, then we're going to burn out. So I want to use an example when I'm talking about rhythms and being intentional about this time of rest. I want to use the example of a fireplace. So imagine that the fire in the fireplace is stress. Listen, fire is not a bad thing when it's kept in check and within certain boundaries, right? And neither is stress. Stress is not a bad thing when it's kept within certain boundaries, and when it's kept in check. Stress is actually a good thing. Stress is a a trigger and a sign to us that either we're in danger or that we are engaging in something that's maybe a little scary and it's stretching us. We don't want to avoid stress entirely. We don't want to avoid difficult situations entirely because then we'll never grow. If we're not stretched, if we're not you know, pushed a little bit outside of our comfort zone, then we're never going to grow. We're never going to mature. We're never going to be able to develop some of those gifts and talents that God's given us. So stress is not a bad thing, just like the fire in the fireplace is not a bad thing. It's useful. It drives us and motivates us and protects us. But if it's left unchecked, it can destroy us. And not only destroy us, but it can destroy everything in its path. So let's use the example of, of the fire in the fireplace. If that fire is not put out every single night, then the whole house is going to burn down. And we have to be careful that we don't wait until the house is on fire that then we address the stress and the need for rest in our lives. We, we don't want to wait until we're at a point where the house is burning down and possibly burning down the entire neighborhood. We want to we come back to a place where we're putting the fire out every night, where we're making sure that every ember and every coal is cooled before we go to bed at night. And I'm not saying specifically, you know, every single night you wanna come to a place of absolute rest and peace, because there are seasons in life where that's that may not happen. There are short seasons in life where you are maybe walking through a sickness with a loved one a sickness in your own body you are walking through a trial you're walking through a divorce you are walking through hardship heartbreak a breakup you are walking through some season in your life where you've lost a loved one or tragedy has struck your home or your finances in some way and those seasons you may not come to a place of absolute rest but you're you're you are pursuing that rest with with taking the time to seek God and be in His Word and be in His presence. But when I'm using the example of the fireplace, I'm using it as an example of how we can intentionally be careful to keep stress in check and to keep it within its boundaries. And so what are some practical things that we can do? Planning recreation. Look, planning to have fun and laugh and have a good time on the weekend is not something you should feel guilty about. Self-care is not selfish. Self-care is you saying to the world and to your loved ones, I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to take care of you, but I'm going to take care of myself so I can take care of you. I'm going to take care of myself so I can give next week 100%. I'm going to do something I love and that makes me laugh and that makes me release endorphins and dopamine and have a good time this weekend because next weekend I'm going to give it 100% again. Planning for recreation is planning for your health. Planning for rest is planning for longevity. I mean, planning for outside time and exercise is planning for refreshment and reset and joy. Planning these things is planning for joy. Planning these things is planning for peace. Planning these things is planning for fun and good. Man, I use this verse all the time, but Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly. Have a good time. Get out there with your friends, plan something, do something silly, do something out of the ordinary, plan something that's not the same routine, the same repetitive thing every single day. You're doing the same thing, the same thing this weekend, get out there and do something different, learn something new. It's important that we are intentional about rest, recreation, nutrients, taking care of ourselves. And so when I talk about rhythms and routines, I break it down to Daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually. And some of you might think, I can't do that. That's just too much planning. Well, don't wait. Don't wait until you're so burnt out and you're so frazzled and you're so overcome with anxiety and stress that now you don't even have the ability to plan a getaway. I've been there. You don't even have the ability to get in your car and go out of town for a day for 24 hours because you're so frazzled. Don't wait until you're so frazzled and so burnt out that then taking a day, a Sabbath day, isn't enough. I have been there. Don't wait. And if you've waited until you're at that point and you are completely frazzled and you are at that point where you are, you are facing a meltdown or a burnout, then take the time now. Stop what you are doing. Stop what you are doing. Pull away and heal. Because if you will pull away and heal now, then let listen, a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, whatever it is that it takes for you to heal, that will be so valuable to your future and to the future of the people around you. Because if you will take care of yourself and let God heal and restore you, then you will be useful for the kingdom of god you will be useful to your family and you will be a person at rest and at peace again i promise you you will i want to give you some hope real quick i'm just feeling led to talk to the people right now that you already feel like you're at that point you are at the edge of the cliff i want you to know there's hope god can and will heal and restore you if you have pushed yourself to the limit if life has pushed you to the limit if life has has thrown so many challenges and obstacles at you that you have had to be a soldier and you have had to step up and you have had to be there and you have done it with faithfulness and you have done it with the right intentions and with a good heart, but now you are feeling the after effects. Stop what you are doing. Pull away like Jesus said, come away with me by yourself to a place of solitude. Let God heal and restore you. Like Psalms 23, he leads me beside still waters. He renews my soul. Let God lead you to that place. Practically speaking, ask for advice. Do what you have to do. Make the decision and pull away now because we need you. The people around you need you and we love you and we believe in you and we will not make you feel guilty. And you know what? If anybody makes you feel guilty, if anyone questions you, because you have made the tough decision to set a boundary and draw a line in the sand to pull back and to heal, then they, they don't, they're not for you anyway. They weren't, the, they weren't the friend for you anyway. And I know it's difficult. And you know what? The Boundaries book by Henry Cloud and, and Townsend says, it will get harder before it gets better when you start setting boundaries in your life. When you start drawing those lines in your life with relationships and you start saying, this is what I need, I'm I'm pulling away, it will get harder before it gets better. But the relationships that develop on the other side of healthy boundaries will be healthy, productive, quality relationships, the kind of relationships that you need. And those other relationships that are full of guilt and full of selfishness and self-service those relationships may fall away and it may hurt and you may mourn those relationships. But the relationships that will come from the other side of setting proper boundaries will be a blessing to you and will strengthen you and will surprise you that there are people out there who love you and want what's best for you and who trust you enough to know this is probably what you need and I support you in that. How can I help? Man, if, if your people in your life, if you approach them and say, I'm not okay, I'm, I'm, I'm needing rest. I'm needing self-care. I'm needing to pull away. If you come to them and you are honest and humble and you tell them that, and their reaction their reaction should be, how can I help? What can I do to serve you? How can I help make that happen for you? Because I'm looking forward to you healing and you getting the, the restoration that you need so that then you can come back to us 100%. Because someday I may be in your shoes and I may need your help. Man, we've got to have more grace in our relationships and in our friendships. We've got to have more grace for the people in our lives who come to us and are honest with us and say, I don't know why I'm at this place. I don't know why I have arrived at such a dark, difficult place. I don't know why I'm so tired. I don't know why I feel fatigued. I don't know why I can't get it together. But I am struggling. Man, extend grace to that person. Love them. Because I guarantee you they have arrived at that place because they are the selfless person who always shows up for others and they have given of themselves so much to the point that now they are needing to be filled back up. Have grace for them. Love them. So let me just swing back really quick to the practical steps of routines and rest throughout your days and weeks and months. And then I'm going to just end I didn't mean to get off on all of that, but I just felt so led to address those of you who are feeling frazzled and at the end of your rope. I love you. I'm here for you. We are here for you. Take the time. Make the difficult choice to take care of yourself today. Now, for those of you who are are not at that point and you're doing okay, but you're thinking, man, I don't have the right rhythms in my life. I don't have the right routines in my life to take care of myself so I don't get to that point. I need to put this fire out every night so I don't get to the point where I'm trying to put the fire out when the whole house is burning down. Listen, if that's you, there's some really practical things you can do. Let's talk about daily. Daily, make sure you're getting the right nutrients. These are really simple, basic things. That's, I hate it when people say that it's, it's, it's basic or that's just too simple. Because let's be honest, most of us are not doing these things. Most of us are not putting these things into practice. Getting the right nutrients. Getting enough sleep going to bed at a decent hour, drinking enough water, exercising, going for a walk, getting outside, spending time with your friend, someone that you know is someone who you walk away from that conversation and you feel peace and strengthened. These are daily things that you can do to make sure you are taking care of yourself every single day. I have a close friend who loves hot baths. And honestly, I loved hot baths too until we bought our new house. And long story short, I do not like the new bathtub, but she loves hot baths. Well, if that's your daily routine at the end of a long day, get you some Epsom salt, get you some bubble bath, get away from everything, put your phone away, get a book. Do whatever it is, turn on some, turn down the lights, put on some candles and get your hot bath and don't you dare feel guilty for it. Enjoy every minute of it. Maybe you just maybe you need to laugh every day. Maybe you have a funny clean TV show that just makes you giggle. Well, watch it every day. Make it part of your daily routine. How about a good book? Just sit down for 10 or 15 minutes quietly and read a good encouraging book. Get outside. Get out there with nature. Now, that for me personally is my self-care. I need to be outside. I am an outside person. So whether I'm just sitting outside with my cup of coffee, listening to the birds and watching the Blue Jays, or if I'm outside cleaning up a little bit in the yard, whatever it is, I love to be outside. That's my self-care. I love to be out in the sunshine and in nature. So whatever it is, whatever from those list of things that I just said, make sure it's in your daily routine. How about weekly? What can we do weekly? Well, let's just start with take a Sabbath. God commands it, and if we miss it, then we will begin to short circuit. The Sabbath is 24 hours of rest, 24 hours to take a day off and to rest with your family, or by yourself, whatever it is. I don't know if, you're, if you and your spouse have the same day off, or if you have different days off, off, but whatever works for you and for your family, take a Sabbath day. If for some reason, sometimes in my life, my day off is scheduled for a church event or something we have going on, and I will see that coming, and I will sit down with my calendar, and I will say, okay, Friday is our day off, but this Friday we have to work, so then we're gonna take Monday off. We do our best every single week. It is a rhythm, it is dependable, it is our routine. Every week, 24 hours off, where we don't talk about work, we don't think about work, we don't make decisions about work, we do our best to just rest. And because of that, we stay pretty healthy and happy. So then what about monthly? I recommend monthly you try something new. Get out there and do something different. Try something new. Try a new thing. Go hang out with a new friend. Go try golf if you've never golfed before. You know, try a different workout. Try a different gym. Try a different restaurant. Try a different kind of food. Cook a different meal than you've ever cooked before. These types of things get us out of our box and stretch us a little bit and give us something different to look forward to because sometimes the mundane can be really boring. Sometimes the mundane can really wear on your psyche. Quarterly, get away with your spouse for an overnight trip. Plan a week, plan a weekend staycation. Do something that is a significant restful time. Quarterly, do it. Because if you will, I promise you all those months in between aren't going to seem so daunting. And then of course, yearly, take a vacation, maybe two. Make sure it's long enough and often enough to actually reset and recharge. Make sure it's somewhere that you go and rest. Matt and I, we first got married. We always went to the big city for vacations and we always came back is so frazzled and exhausted. I love to visit the big city. We love to spend a couple days in the city um, doing you know fun things and things like that. But if we're really needing to get away and rest, we don't do the big city vacations for a whole week. We just come back exhausted. If that works for you and that's your way to recharge, great, do that. But if not, do something that's more a place of solitude and a place of rest, like a beach or a lake or the mountains or somewhere that you can get away and just reset that nervous system, reset your mind, reset your spirit and your soul and, and just you know find that rest. Self-care is so important. Rest is so important. God's created us for it. He's calling us to it. He approves it. If you're out there today and you're struggling with the guilt from self-care, or you're struggling with guilt in general, or you're struggling with people approval, or or, or you're struggling with the fear of man, or you're struggling with people's expectations of you, I just want right now that that I'm going to pray that God would just bring rest and peace to you. Father, in Jesus' name, I just ask that you would drop a blanket of rest and peace over every person listening right now. God, that you would begin to remove any approval addiction, any long-term rejection, any sense of striving for the approval of man. God, that we would begin to slow down and make decisions based on what you want us to do, that we would say yes to the things you're asking us to say yes to, that we would say no to the things that you are not calling us or requiring us to do, and that we would begin to recognize that rest is your idea. Rest is your idea, God. You created us for rest, for self-care, for love, for peace, for strengthening ourselves in your presence and in the presence of those we love. God, we love you so much, and we ask for your help as we walk forward in self-care. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Thank you so much. I hope that this week you'll find some time for rest. I hope this week you'll make the tough decisions. I hope this week you'll plan a vacation for later this year. I hope that you will find joy today, laughter today, excitement today, and hope and that you will take care of yourself. Self-care is not selfish. I love y'all. Have a great week and talk to you soon. We're so glad you joined us today on Flourish Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and tag us on social media. You can also connect with Pastor Jen on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening.